is that really in the Bible? You live in a world where everyone has an opinion about the Bible. Of what values are your beliefs if they are not clearly found in the pages of your Bible? The question we must ask is, are your opinions and beliefs really found in the Bible? Well, hello, I'm David Freeman with Is That Really in the Bible? It was April 15th, 1912. The Titanic sunk on that day. The word Titanic, it means exceptional size, strength, power. A hallmark of the Titanic's design was its double hull, hopefully or supposedly designing the ship to be unsinkable. When Miss Sullivan Caldwell boarded the ship, she asked, is this ship really unsinkable? For which the porter said, God himself could not sink this ship. Now, I think at me at this time, I would have said blasphemy and uh, turned around and left. I don't know if, if, if Sylvia, I don't know if she made it or lived through it. I think it was 1,200 that actually died, and, and there were some survivors, women and children, mainly. But uh, I don't know if she made it or not. But anyway, that was the response. Now, I, you know, God himself could not sink this ship. I don't worship a petty tyrant God that says, you think I can't sink that ship, I'll show you. No, that's not the God that I worship. However, I do believe, my personal opinion is that God withdraws from time to time his shield of protection in order to teach us many lessons. I do believe that, that God can take away that shield that protects us, keeps us safe in order to teach us many lessons. Now, Jesus said, when you pray, there are some things you need to be concerned about, okay? First of all, in this prayer, I want you to pray, thy kingdom come. Because God's will is not being done here on earth as it is in heaven. The reason I want you to pray, God's kingdom come, is because his will is not being done on earth. I can guarantee you that. I want you also to acknowledge that God is the source of your daily bread, what you eat. I want you to do that. I also want you to pray for forgiveness. And I want you to be willing to forgive others. I also want you to pray don't, to not, don't allow us to go through hard testing. You know, we can barely stand the, the, the small testing. But don't allow us to go through the hard testing. And the last point, which is what I want to get, get to, he says, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us from evil. Powerful request. Keep your shield of protection around me. You know, when I fly commercial, I ask for God's shield of protection. I've never been on a cruise ship, but if I did, knowing where ships go in the ocean and the awesomeness of the water, I would ask for God's protection, shield of protection around me. When I used to uh, ride motorcycles more than I do, road bikes, I would ask, God, put your shield of protection around me. We were going to the beach one time, Myrtle Beach, me and my wife. 
on my Harley and, and <coughs> I slowed down to 45 going to a little small town. I looked up in the distance. I saw a car at a store and something said to me, David, that car that you see right there, it's going to pull out in front of you. And so I had that awareness, you know, it's like you tense up a little bit, you grip the, you grip the bars harder. And sure enough, got right up to the car and boom, right out in front of me. I locked it down, slid, slid sideways, got it back under control. But I credit God to the shield of letting me know what was about to happen before it happened. <laughs> That's always a good thing. But I asked for that shield of protection. Now, in Deuteronomy 28, verse 1, it says, And it shall come to pass, if you shall hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord your God, to observe and do all his commandments which I command you this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all the nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee. Now, part of these national blessings were protection, a shield of protection that would come around us, that would shield us from evil. Now, what does this shield of protection look like? Well, the best way I can explain it is through some of the science fiction movies, like Star Trek, like Star Wars, where in the battle they will often have this energy shield, this, this shield of protection that comes over a bubble, if you will. And, you know, the missiles, the fiery darts can hit that bubble and you'll ping, bounce off and, and you are protected when you have that shield of protection up. The danger comes when that shield comes down and you are vulnerable towards evil. That's when the danger comes about. Now, as a nation edges out God and says, we don't want you here. We don't want you in our schools. We don't want you in our courtrooms. We don't want you in our government. We don't want you in our entertainment. We don't want you in Hollywood. We don't want you in politics. We don't want you anywhere, God. As a nation edges God out, the shield starts to come down. Uh, and evil creeps in. We saw this with 9-11. Pictures. Here's a picture of 19 perpetrators. The face, the face is of evil. Yes, of evil. Now, not all nations have this shield of protection. Voodoo is a religion that originated in Africa. I remember hearing a story about, it was National Geographic, a reporter had gone over to some of the tribesmen in Africa. And he showed the reporter, he said it was a humped up place in the dirt. And he said, over there is my wife. They killed her with those things over there. And it was some old rusty shock absorbers. They had beaten her to death with those rusty shock absorbers. You see, over there, the way they fight, it's, it's hardly tribesmen against tribesmen. What, what they do is they take vengeance. And they take vengeance out on each other with the weaker vessels, women and children. That's how they fight. Okay? When the shield comes down, you are exposed to pure evil. Okay? Now, Isaiah talks about when God takes away the shield from our nation. Let's look at it. Isaiah 1 and verse 2. It says, Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth. For the Lord has spoken, I have nourished and brought up children, 
and they have rebelled against me. Hmm, who could this be talking about? The ox knows its owner, and the ass his master's crib. But Israel does not know my people. Does, my, does not know. My people does not consider. Now, the big mistake that most people make is this. When they think of Israel, they think of, think of that tiny piece of land in the Mideast on the southeastern shore of the Mediterranean Sea. Uh, that's all they, they think about, just a sliver of land, Israel, and that, they think, okay, it's talking to them. No, 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 no. When the Bible speaks, talks about Israel, it's talking about the 12 tribes of Israel. Most of the 12 tribes of Israel lost their identity. They went out, they were dispersed, they went here, there, and yonder, nations here, nations there, but most of them lost their identity. Now, the reason they lost their identity is because they broke with the Sabbath day. The only identifying sign God ever gave to Israel was the Sabbath day. Most of them broke with the Sabbath, therefore, they have lost their identity. For example, if I say the tribe of Judah, you know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Jews. Now, the Jews, this tribe, Judah, never lost their identity because they never broke with the Sabbath day. The reason we can still identify who the tribe of Judah is and where it's at is because they never broke with the Sabbath day, the identifying sign that God gave to his people. Now, Joseph's two boys, Ephraim and Manasseh, is Great Britain and the United States. And this is critical to understand where America fits in to Bible prophecy. It comes under the heading of the 12 tribes of Israel. You just got to know which tribe refers to America. The tribe that refers to America is Manasseh. Joseph's two boys, Ephraim and Manasseh. Great Britain, United States of America. Most people think all prophecy is about Israel is just referring to that tiny little slither of land in the Mideast. Nothing could be further from the truth. Okay, Isaiah 1 and verse 3. The ox knows its owner, and the ass his master's crib. But, and I'm putting in a word here, the United States does not know. My people do not consider. Ah, sinful nation. A people laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors. They have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked the Holy One of Israel into anger. They are gone away backwards. Question, who do you think this is talking to? Do you think this is talking to maybe the nation of Africa? You think it's talking to the Muslim community? Do you think it's talking about nations that maybe have their government of uh, communism and socialism, Buddhism, Hinduism? Uh, who, who, do, uh, who do you think this is talking about? This is talking to a people that once knew God and rejected him. What nation fits that description? Let me tell you. Good old Uncle Sam. Now, I know I can just hear a lot of you, a lot of you religious folks saying, well, well, America has not rejected God. We've got 450,000 churches in America. We've got 650,000 preachers. Listen to me. Our religion is vain. It's vain because it does not. Let me tell you why it's vain. It's not because people are not sincere. Yes, I believe people are sincere. 
sincerely deceived, but sincere nonetheless. But the reason our religion is vain is because it do, our religion does not activate the will of man. Okay? It's just nothing there as far as the will. It's just, yeah, I believe in Jesus. Gave my heart to the Lord. Yeah, I mean, stuff like that. You know, oh, I go to church and then live for the devil, you know, the other six days. Okay. All right. Let's continue on in Isaiah. Why should you be stricken anymore? You will revolt more and more. The whole head is sick. The whole heart is faint. From the sole of your foot even to the head, there is no soundness in it, but wounds and bruises and putrefying sores. They have not been closed, neither bound up, neither mollified with ointment. Your country is desolate. Your cities are burned with fire. Your land, strangers devour it in your presence. And it is desolate and overthrown by strangers. Who do you think this is talking to? Your land, strangers devour it in your presence. There are 90 Muslims across the U.S. who are running, right now as I speak, there are 90 Muslims across the U.S. who are running for public office. Wake up, America. Wake up. This is how you destroy a nation from within. This is what happens when God removes his shield of protection from a nation. Now, I want to look at a man in the Bible where God withdrew his shield of protection. Now again, I mentioned that God withdraws his shield of protection from time to time in order to teach us many lessons. Now you may have some things going on in your life that you don't like. Health, wealth, or lack of wealth, tragedy, whatever. And it's a good idea to listen to what I say here when you're going through trials and tribulation. Job 1 and verse 6, let's take a look at him, at Job. Now, there was a day when the sons of God, and this is talking about angelic beings, came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. Again, since uh, Satan was a fallen angel, he was also commissioned to come before God. And the Lord said unto Satan, well, where do you come from? And then Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down in it. Yes, seeking the simple-minded so that he can devour them. Yes, there are many simple-minded people in our society today, and the devil has a picnic with those guys, men and women. And the Lord said unto Satan, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that fears God and avoids evil? And Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear thee for nothing? Why, you, you've made a hedge. Now, there, now, now, look at that. There's the word, the shield of protection. You've made a hedge about him and about his house and about all that he has on every side. We're talking about the shield of protection here. You have blessed the works of his hand and substance is in, is his, his substance is increased in the land. But put forth your hand now and touch all that he has, and he will curse you to his face. This is so interesting. Satan knew, I can't touch him. I cannot touch him unless you take down the shield. God's in control, okay? Now, I know we don't like what happens here. We don't like the idea of being tested or some of the things that occur in our lives. We never like hardship or hard times. 
Well, this is what happened. Job 1 and verse 12. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your power. Only upon himself put not forth your hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. Now, I don't have time to read the whole story and go through the whole story. You have to read it for yourself. But later in this story, God took down the shield that protected his physical body. Okay? And allowed Satan to get at him physically also. Okay, now, when the shield comes down, the power, when the, 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 when the shield comes down and the power of evil is not being held at bay, it caused three things to happen to Job. Now, I want you to never forget these three things. All right, when the shield comes down and that evil is not held at bay, three things happen. Tragedy, poverty, sickness. Don't forget those three things. Tragedy, poverty, sickness. This is what happened to Job. Now, when the shield comes down, people often think stupidly. You know, I mean, they really do. When that shield is down, people don't think right. You know, they jump in bed with a person who has a disease, a STD or something like that. They do stupid things. The captain of the Titanic knew that there were icebergs out there. He had been warned that there were icebergs out there. Full speed ahead. Because the ego, and they were trying to set a record. Well, they weren't trying to set a record, but they were just trying to make a big impression upon the speed of that ship. Full speed ahead. He had been warned. There were icebergs out there. When the shield comes down, people do stupid things. All right. Shield up, blessed life. Shield down, cursed life. Now your goal, our goal, is to get from shield down to shield up as quickly as possible, I might add. How? How do you do that? Well, by quickly learning the lesson God wants you to learn. Okay? Get that shield back up by learning the lesson God wants you to learn. Another part of the answer is Jesus' model prayer. Deliver us from evil. Keep that shield in place, Lord. Keep that shield in my life. Keep that shield up. Deliver us from evil. That's another part of the answer. Now, people have a problem with, okay, God allowed this shield to come down, and what happened to Job was extreme. It, I admit, it was very extreme. I, I don't think, I think this is for an example to us, the extreme example. I don't think we probably have to go through anything like a Job experience, but it will feel like Job no matter what you are going through. You'll think, you'll, you'll refer to Job and you'll think you're going through a Job experience when this stuff happens to you. Now again, I think God often can withdraw his shield of protection from time to time in order to teach us many lessons. Okay, tragedy, poverty, sickness. What are you going through? Okay, maybe, maybe all three, I don't know. Anyway, now there's two types of people when they go through these things. And one group of people will say, well, it's just bad luck. Okay, sure, sure, whatever will be, will be. You know, that's, that's what they say. You know, it's just bad luck. And they never learn anything. Believe me, these people never learn anything. Uh, some people blame God for all their things that are going on. Yeah, 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 you can do that. Uh, but for me, I look, when, when I'm going through anything, I look for meaning. I really do. It's just a natural inclina inclination. God, what are you trying to teach me? 
I, I read, that's how I read it when I'm going through any tragedy, poverty, uh, sickness, anything like that. What are you trying to show me, Lord? How do you want me to think? And, and I think that's important to realize. Yeah, there may be things that God wants to, wants to change about you. You know, maybe you do need to quit smoking. Maybe you need to quit drinking. Somebody. You know, all, all these little things that we look at, you know, we agonize a, a lot of times over the, 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 little, the little things. But more importantly, God wants you to change. I can guarantee you this. God wants you to change the way you think about Him. It really has to do, if we ask, what is God wanting to change about me? He's wanting to, you to change the way you think about God. Often that can be theology, by the way. Now, Job, the reason I say that is because of what Job's conclusion. After he had been restored, after he had been returned to normal and blessed by God, this is what Job said. He said, I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now my eyes see you. In other words, I thought I knew God. I thought I knew all about God. And if you read the story of Job, Job thought he knew everything about God. And Job admits, I just thought I knew you, Lord. I just thought I knew you. But now my eyes see you. Okay, he, the way he thought about God had to be changed. All right. So let's look at the end result. The lesson of, of is, is learning, you know, you've learned your lesson and the shield is back up. Let's look at the end. You've learned your lesson and the shield is back up. Psalms 30 and verse 2. O Lord my God, I cried unto thee, and you have healed me. That's what you're looking for, right? Absolutely. Psalms 30 and verse 3. O Lord, you have brought up my soul from the grave. You have kept me alive that I should not go down to the pit. For his anger, verse 5. Endures for a moment, but in his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Yeah, you know, it's important to understand. In his favor is life. In his favor is not death. In his favor for you is life. Yeah, weeping may endure for a moment, and it will seem like an eternity, but joy comes in the morning. And the joy will seem like a long distance off also. Yeah. Okay. Psalms 30 and verse 9. What profit is there in my blood? In other words, if I die, what profit is, is if I, if in my blood? When I go down to the pit, shall the dust praise thee? Shall it declare your truth? You know, dead people can't praise God. A dead person can't speak God's truth. You know, if I was dead, I couldn't speak any God, you know, God's truth. I couldn't praise God if I were dead. And that's what, this, you know, we're talking about being restored. We're talking about you learning your lesson. And we're talking about the shield of protection coming back up. Psalms 30 and verse 11. You have turned for me my mourning into dancing. You have put off my sackcloth and girded me with gladness. To the end. Now here's the end result that my glory may sing praises to thee and not be silent. O Lord my God, I will give thanks unto thee forever. Notice that. I will sing praises to you. And I won't be silent either. In other words, no one can shut you up. No one can shut you down. 
So here's, here's the advice when you're going through hard times. Learn your lesson quickly, okay? Always pray, deliver us from evil, Lord. Deliver me from evil. And congratulations, the shield of God's protection is back up. I'm David Freeman with Is That Really in the Bible? If you would like a free DVD recording of this program that you can share with friends and loved ones, write to Church of God Rocky Mount, 27 Brookledge Lane, Rocky Mount, Virginia, 24151. That's Church of God Rocky Mount, 27 Brookledge Lane, Rocky Mount, Virginia, 24151. And be sure to mention the title of this program.